Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the podcast. It's such a joy to be gathered with all of you today, especially today, as we bow to and move through the magnificent Samhain, Beltane, Threshold, the Day of the Dead, Halloween, um, whatever this day means to you, whatever you connect with as you honor and bow to it and celebrate it, I'm just sending you so many, many blessings around it. Um, I absolutely love the Samhain Beltane portal and think that it's just such an extraordinary time. The fact that we move through this um, kind of in the polar signs of Taurus and Scorpio, it's so powerful to me. Um, And I think both really have to do with kind of breaking free from constraints and opening so, so fully to the beauty, to the magnificence, to the sensuality in both blossoming and dying symbolically. And so today really is considered to be by many the day that the veil that separates us from the spirit realm or the other world is the thinnest. Um, I don't know if like today <laughs> specifically is the day because so many folks, um, uh, who practiced, uh, Scottish or Irish folk magic, or, you know, actually honored, uh, Samhain, that, that festival on like the first dark moon around this time. So it wouldn't necessarily have been honored on the 31st of October. Either way, we're in it really in this very powerful portal and threshold where, things are way more liminal. They are way more um, sensual. They are more, if we're talking about connectedness, interconnectivity to nature and to either the birth and the death of all things, because there's not one without the other, that is for sure. Um, So however this day meets you and greets you, I'm just sending you all of my love and all of my blessings to a beautiful season ahead. And speaking of beautiful seasons ahead, we have we have quite the download for November. Very interesting. There's so many things I'm kind of not being shown, which leads me to believe that there might be certain collective things um, that are sort of forming outside of... Um, our eyes right now, which makes sense. That happens all the time. Um, There is a very unusually uh, clear, uh, linear, connective path between the kind of monthly medicine we got for October and the one we're getting this month. The one that we got for October was clearing the path, and there was a very, very strong sort of message around like not not even necessarily like, oh, something's showing up at your door, but really like we're in a time of really big 
change in terms of internal work in order to kind of shift our external circumstances to the degree that we can, to the degree that is personally applicable to us. It's different for all of us. Um, This is connected to lover's work, which we're in for the rest of 2022. And the interesting thing about the lovers, it will really of any tarot card that we move through for one particular sort of numerical cycle is that I find that it does really intensify and ramp up the closer we get to the end of that numerical cycle. So I feel lovers intensifying as of late. And I wonder if you do too. Um, for those of you who are following a completely different sort of numerical year or tarot card, hopefully there's something in this that resonates and applies to you. And, um, with whatever you're working on yourself, I think probably there is something, um, that is shared inside of all of these experiences, no matter kind of what we're following or looking to right now. Um, So yeah, in October, it was really about clearing the path and recognizing the way we tend to build things up on on the channel. We tend to, most of us, to put it quite bluntly, are pretty uncomfortable with like not having something coming up, right? We're uncomfortable with just letting things hang. We're uncomfortable with waiting. We're uncomfortable with leaving the space so that possibility can drop in. So that maybe something even more aligned can find its way to us. And it's a very, very interesting pattern and opportunity to sort of give over a little bit more control, right? To co-collaborate with the spirit a little bit more directly and a little bit more, um, for lack of a better way of putting it on purpose, (laughs) you know, um, intentionally. And we're taking that theme that we worked on so um, devotedly in October and really expanding upon it in November. We're kind of dovetailing so beautifully from one to the other. The theme for November, what we're being invited to really work on, um, the theme is preparing to receive. So again, this is likely very personal. This is likely going to be felt totally differently by all of us. It's absolutely not linked to sort of harmful, uh, secret, you know, law of attraction shit. This is not like receiving a car. It's, I think you know that by now, but I feel that it's very important to say it anyway. Um, preparing to receive has to do not with the idea of consumption or uh, materialism. It has to do with the fact that we're in a gestation season. And when we're in a season of gestation, kind of collectively and personally, it often feels like nothing's happening. And so we can scramble and try to fill the space and try to tell ourselves something's wrong or it's not happening, or we need to get more connected or more aligned or whatever, when it actually is that we're gestating, we're actually incubating. We are preparing quite literally. Something is ripening, it is gestating, and it is already on its way. And whether that is an awareness, whether that is an idea, whether that is a move, whether that is whatever it is for us, something is gestating. And again, this is a collective thing. 
and this is a personal thing. They're happening at the same time. It will likely be probably really subtle, even if it's an external thing. It might feel really subtle, like some folks in our lives might kind of not understand the depth, you know, or the importance of what this particular thing that's kind of gestating within us means to us personally. And that's okay, right? Like we want to seek out people who, who can hold and honor that even if they don't understand, right? Our anchor card for the month ahead is eight of wands. So eights are transformation cards. We go into them one way, we come out of them another way. I also want to loop in that for the folks who subscribe to Spiralic Tarot, which was a real uh, super sort of channeled specific download for the uh, fall slash uh, spring season ahead, starting from the fall equinox and going to the winter solstice. The card for us for the entire season ahead from the equinox to the solstice was Eight of Pentacles. So there is something really, really strongly about this time being an eight in nature. We are kind of going into these seasons, into these times one way. We're coming out of them differently. The way we do that isn't by clinging to some sort of external promise of something. It's the internal stuff. It's the unpacking, it's the realization, it's the movement through, it's the awareness of. Sometimes these things can be incredibly subtle. Sometimes they're very, very kind of in our face. Wherever we happen to be, it's a very important time for slow realization, kind of measured transformation, building, and most importantly, preparing. This builds upon what we talked about in October. October was really about being aware, like, oh, how am I actually inadvertently maybe cluttering up or packing stuff onto the highway, the road ahead of me? And maybe these things that I'm sort of clustering around or trying to fill my time or fill my space with to get something going, it's not working. I'm exhausted. Can I move it away and dare to kind of not have anything going on? Could I leave space for discovery, for assimilate, you know, for putting things together, assimilating information, connecting things, right? So there's all kinds of really important, super important stuff that we played with in October. And now we're building upon that again with Eight of Wands. So we're moving into this month in one way at the end of October for better, for harder for, you know, for more challenging, for less challenging, things will be different. Maybe not in a massive way, maybe in a very small way, ideally for the better, there will be differences. There's something already in motion happening this month, already in process, already making its way. And that is an interesting thing about eight of wands because eight of wands doesn't have to do with, um, like the sense of destiny, like of something that we can't control or something that we have no capacity to do. Eight of Wands has to do more with like you as the archer aimed your bow and arrow and you let go, right? You, you're, you're sending your arrow out into the, out into the world. Like you put this intention out, you, 
have been working for this thing. You've been building toward this moment. You set that arrow in motion a long time ago. So actually what we're called to do in eight of wands is a little bit of a building upon what we were doing in October, which has to do with like something is on its way. Something is on its way. You've set something in motion for yourself. Something is initiating. So what we do in Eight of Wands is really learn not to crowd that bullseye, not to put anything in front of it, not to forget about what the original desire or intention really was not to move so far away from where we have had wanted to go or wanted to, you know, where we wanted to be. It doesn't mean again, like all our dreams are coming true or any of that stuff, which, you know, would be nice, but it's, you know, I don't know, fairly impractical. (laughs) Um, It really has to do again with the slow building of things. This is not like some big magical thing. It's really part of a, you know, We're in, for the next several years, a very strong time of collapsing, dismantling, and rebuilding. So it doesn't mean that we can't still set intentions and rebuild in our own lives. This is happening collectively. It's also happening personally, right? So the biggest key in preparing to receive is recognizing you're gestating. So don't take on too much. Don't try to build a thousand different things that are not part of what you're being asked to work on right now. It's not true that, quote, nothing's happening. A lot's happening. It's just not landed at the bullseye yet. A lot is kind of underway. So how can you not scramble and blow your whole energetic reserves trying to make something happen that's happening? right? That's happening. So it's a very, very important time of directing our focus on what is important, what is calling out for our attention, is really seeking out our time and doing our best to care for ourselves in the best way we can in the midst of that. So preparing to receive does have to do with a really strong and important, again, time of preparation, right? That does have to do with something that we've set in motion a long time ago. Um, Now, again, to be clear, if something unfortunate should happen this month, that doesn't mean you called that in. That doesn't mean you set that in motion. Not at all. This isn't connected to an external event. Again, it could be an awareness like, oh my gosh, I actually don't want to do that thing. And then where are you, right? Or an awareness like, wow, I do want to make more time for art in my day. And then it's like, well, what stops me? Can I look at that, right? There's slow, steady awarenesses, realizations, choosing in a different way, building as we slowly take down and dismantle the things that are not serving the direction that we'd like to go in. So it's a bit, I feel like it's a little bit swirly, but 
we're in swirly times right now. There's a lot happening under the surface that we can't see, can't feel into that's building and growing. I think we all feel that. Um, and again, that's being felt very, like, I feel that in my own life personally, like there's something on its way. That's the best way I can think of it. And I don't look at it like something wonderful and exciting or something bad or anything. Just feels like I'm in a time of preparation. And I know that feeling because I've been here before where it's like, I can tell there's some big shift, right? I don't know how, why, where (laughs) it just like, um, I don't know. It just feels important. And like, uh, it certainly is calling for me to work with the present moment in a different way than I might if I were in a time of active creation or inactive whatever. And so for those of you who are, what is it to be in active creation and just focus on what you are making, building, structuring right now, rather than trying to be out in the future somewhere. So it's very specific and yet very swirly. And I'm sorry, I can't break it down a little bit more. Um, but that just literally is what I'm getting right now. Now let's get a little bit more specific about this idea and how we can work with these invitations. What are we being invited to pay attention to inside of our sort of eight of wands preparing to receive work? We got six of swords. So support is very, very important right now support around what you are specifically moving through. So what someone over here is moving through in their own particular life situation is going to be very different than what another person is moving through. Who you previously sought counsel and support from, they might be perfectly suited to this new kind of iteration that you're moving through. They also might not be. So this is a time when it is very, very important to have folks around you who see you, who honor where you're going, where you are and what you're going through and who can actually help in terms of being a witness when you feel like, my God, my life is like, I've made, you know, I'm not going where I wanted to or whatever. They can actually tell you, well, I honor those experiences, but from where I'm kind of sitting, you're actually doing amazing. It's not an invalidation of your feelings. It's really just providing um, perhaps a more loving, accurate witness to the work and evolution that you've been going through than your own mind might offer to you, (laughs) which I know for me, that's really important to have because my mind and that inner critic really gets down on me. So six of swords has to do with like, who's steering the boat, who's helping this along, who's helping to row the boat of our lives with us. Very interesting that this is an air card that happens to be on water. It's not an accident. I don't think it has to do really with the idea that we're meant to think about like what helps us through those waters, what exists as a vessel to move us through um, times of unknown, times where things are choppy, who who steers the boat, who allows themselves to receive that, right? So we don't need to be in gestation or incubation periods on our own. 
we get to lean into support. We get to lean into advice. We get to lean into help. The key is to ask for it from the right folks. Another thing that really came through about this month in particular has to do with the theme of impatience. We might find that we're just really fucking over whatever it is that we're in, not having more information, being so unclear about what's going on in one direction or another. It might feel like we've just been waiting, waiting forever. Maybe, maybe not, maybe in a small way, maybe in a large way, depending on where you're at, right? So just to be in as much support of those feelings as possible this month is really, really important. Really important. This all kind of tracks this like preparing to receive, moving through sort of the more internal pieces in preparation for like what's coming up. This really corresponds and really tracks quite beautifully to the fact that we're in an eclipse portal for um, a decent part of November. Like not the whole month, but a decent part of it um, until we come to our full moon total eclipse in a couple of weeks. So I think very important to also remember that with eclipses come great opportunities for excavation, for clarity, for illumination about things that are not usually particularly clear. And some of those things might be, oh, wow in preparation to receive what it is or where I'd like to go next or where I'm feeling called to move to next or go to next or feel into next, even if I don't fully know, I know this piece can't come with me. I know this piece is not really serving. I know this piece isn't really working. So we can move more toward that as we kind of um, realize, work with the theme of maybe a little bit of impatience, uh, open more to support, but also this is just sort of a natural part of what eclipses help us to illuminate sort of in this process of preparing to receive what needs to be cleared, excavated, um, witnessed, processed before we can move to that place. So inside of that support, self-tending are really important here. Um, the medicine card, sort of what's here to help us through this process is four of wands. Oh, this is tricky because sometimes in certain situations, especially when um, there are obviously horrible life events happening and suffering and challenge and difficulty all over the world, um, and maybe not even in a collective way, but just personally, I don't want this to sound in any way insensitive or not fully in um, awareness of those pieces. But four of wands, if we're looking to it as a medicine card, I think does invite us with as much kind of knowing that we'll all work with this card and apply it to our lives in a completely different way on a personal basis, it does have to do with asking us what, what refills our cup in terms of joy. It's really important. It is. It's very easy and, and I think appropriate in certain times. Like certain times are not a time for play. <laughs> like they're just not, there's no other way about it. Um, and 
there are times when moments of choice that have to do with lifting off a pressure valve in some way, shape, or form. It's not saying that we don't care. It's not acknowledging the seriousness or the challenge in a particular situation. It's actually allowing a little bit of, it's allowing for a little bit of a nervous system shift so that we can actually come back to the matter at hand with a little bit more perspective and, um, with a refresh. So whether this card sort of strikes you in a way that's like, there's no way that I could work with four of wands right now. Things are way too intense or whatever that that's okay. You know, I think that's, that's absolutely okay. And know that this card is here for you in whatever way it does make sense that the medicine of this time is, um, can you actually take yourself away from fretting and worrying about what you don't know and try to just be with what's here? You know, try to just be, it's been very interesting having a child because, um, going through multiple health emergencies and other really, really challenging situations, um, terrifying situations, actually. Um, when you're with your child, like you have to compartmentalize that and you're with your child and like they're rolling around and they're playing and ideally you're present with them through that. And that doesn't mean that you're not taking what's going on seriously. It means that you're present with the invitation to play. And I find that whenever that invitation to play was there or that call to be present with my daughter, it was always very hard. Um, because of course the stress or the impending doom or worry was always right around the corner. I did find that once she went down for a nap or when she went to bed or when I was sort of left with my thoughts again, I approached them differently, not because I didn't take them seriously, but because I actually had a little bit of time away um, and so in whatever way makes sense to you, this card can be very, very helpful this month to us as, um, just releasing and relieving a little bit of pressure off of whatever it is that we're going through. What we're clearing out this month as King of Wands reversed, really put quite simply, all the shit that we sort of half-ass or all the stuff that we think like, oh, I'm a little afraid to be in the fullness over here. So I'll just kind of be over here in doing what I don't kind of want to do or charging what I don't really want to charge or doing this thing in this way, but I don't really want to. King of Wands really has to do with like, how can we show up in the world, not in a ridiculous or unrealistic way, but like as us, as us speaking on, leading from, existing in a way that feels really authentic to us today is really in alignment with what we want to be doing and saying. Obviously, again, this isn't unrealistic, so whatever this applies to in your life is just important to look at. But if we're afraid, as many of us are, I am in certain ways, to kind of show up as we are if we're afraid to um, maybe let the fullness of our vision or of what we're creating or what we're doing really show. If we're afraid to sort of share our heart in a full way or be vulnerable or speak on like, hey, this hasn't been working me for me for a while, but I don't know what else I would do. 
it's it's what we're clearing out is resistance to being in more connection with our king of wands. And again, king of wands isn't like an unattainable thing. King of wands exists in all of us. They're just a human, a, a being, an invitation to blaze a trail insofar as being willing, it's asking us to be willing to be courageous enough to sort of be who we are today in the world, in what we do, in what we say, and how we respond to things. Um, so for settling for stuff that's sort of adjacent to what we're really calling in, we want to leave room so those things can really find us. And um, it's interesting that this came up. I'm I'm definitely finding that this is true for me personally, that there's like, I don't know, there's a lot coming up around like stuff that I'm creating right now or being called to create and being like, whoa, you know, I don't know. It's bringing me into some stuff around that. But um, I also know a lot of folks who are going through this in their own way too and kind of moving back to like, I've been hearing this a lot from everyone, from my partner to friends to other folks. Like, I don't know why, but I'm being called to do X, Y, Z. Like X, Y, Z doesn't really pay the bills. It doesn't really make money. I used to do it. I don't know why I want to do it again, but I do. So we're kind of being called, that's King of Wands. Is like, I don't know why I want to do it, but I'm called to do X. King of Wands says do X. Just just feel into it. You might think, well, that's not trailblazing. And in a way it is. It actually is. To feel a call to play into something without knowing how you're going to monetize it, without knowing what you're going to do. If I mean, I say that to say we do not have to monetize everything. We just think we do because of the culture and the sense of capital, you know, um, capitalist structure that all of us live under and live in. Um, what would it be like to just kind of lean into where you're called. That's a really important part of this upcoming month too. What we're being asked to work on to offer a little bit of love to is page of cups reversed. So in this time where we're really preparing to receive something, something that we've been setting down intentions for, really calling in, really um, diving into what what we've sort of been doing internally and are now kind of preparing to move into a bit more of an external structure with it. Um, This is something that has really was so beautifully modeled by Michelle, a teacher that I worked with for so long, who spoke a lot to me and who modeled so beautifully the idea of really scooping up your inner child, and giving them some clarity about what's going on. So our inner children, whether we're 60 years old, like it doesn't matter. Like our inner three-year-old is still in there. And we have the opportunity with everything that we do to reparent those parts of ourselves with everything we do. So it's really crucial to move into a place where we can start normalizing, talking to that inner kid part of us and letting them know, like, if they feel contracted or scared, or if we start noticing like, oh, I'm never, you know, I'm always going to be stuck here, this, that, and the other is really moving into a place where we're saying to them, I have you, you're safe. I love you. And 
we're preparing to receive something. We're incubating. And you know exactly what this is like. And we can apply examples from when we were really young. Like my daughter is cutting her first teeth right now. And it's so profound to watch and to witness and to tend her and, and care for her. Just be present for her as she moves through that. Be a secure, loving base. Um, as this thing that lived in her but was unseen is sort of emerging. And in a weird way, the idea of a baby cutting their first tooth is exactly perfectly aligned. It's a perfect metaphor for this idea of preparing to receive that takes it out of kind of the, not that I have anything against like woo-woo stuff, but I, I'm a very sensitive to the idea of like law of attraction stuff. I'm not about that. So I think it's important to name that I'm not talking from a place of like, oh, you know, you're just preparing to see the, receive this magical thing. It's that sometimes we are kind of soul teething in a way. We are. Something that's been in there is ready to come forward. Who knows why? Who knows what the timing has to do? You know, who do we ever ultimately know why or the why for anything? I don't know if we do. Um, the best thing we can do is to have <laughs> kind of the equivalent of like um, cold things to gnaw on and, you know, taking naps and being able to be held while we're crying and, um, Tylenol when necessary and like all, all the different things or whatever we do, right. Um, all the different things that we might need for that. That's why we talk about support being so important. That's why honoring and recognizing these things as being like, we're actually, we're heading into a whole new threshold to have teeth is such a different thing. So hopefully that's a fitting metaphor, but it just struck me as being one that I think sometimes it's really important to talk to ourselves like that and say, actually, this isn't, you're not lost. You're not stuck. It's not a whole thing. You know, you're, you're preparing for something. You've been preparing for something for quite some time. So how can we clear out what's unnecessary right now and just really focus on nourishing ourselves, nourishing these parts of us so that we can be as comfortable as possible while we sort of sprout new teeth in a way, right? That's a strange metaphor, but hopefully it, I, I do think it's a fitting one and hopefully it, it applies and makes sense. So November, all about preparing to receive, um, taking us from Scorpio season, season to Sagittarius season, taking us through an eclipse portal, taking us from the medicine of the death card to temperance. These are very, very strong themes and really, really important invitations. Um, one of the most important being that we really, really take care of ourselves in this time of deep preparation. So hopefully this tracks and we'll dive into cards for all the weeks ahead here. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here with me, Wild Souls. I'm going to answer a listener question and then I will bid you adieu. So this question is from Thea and Thea asks, Dear Lindsay, I've been so incredibly burned out and busy the past six months and have struggled all this time with receiving any information from my deck. 
I've been working a seasonal job that requires my availability nearly 24-7 and has me eating, sleeping, living on the campus, parentheses, I'm working at at a sort of art camp for adults. I've been trying to pull cards almost daily and have been getting really important insights when I can understand them, especially when I get readings from from friends or other people. I want to implement these things that I'm learning about myself through the tarot and make changes in my life, but I'm so unreachable physically, emotionally, and creatively that I keep putting these messages off for later or after my job ends. I'm worried that I'm missing out on growth or will forget the things I want to work on in the never-ending river of my work and exhaustion. Is it enough to just take in a card or reading's meaning in the moment rather than diving deeper? Will messages or cards circle around or come up again? Also, if you have any insight into the Ten of Pentacles, it has been piping up ever it has been piping up more than ever now, and then for more than a year, n- now joined by the Nine of Cups. Thank you for your work. Your podcast has been a balm in this stressful time. Well, I'm so glad for that, Thea, and I'm so sorry that you've been Oh, moving through such a demanding experience, I'm just really bowing to your service and I'm hoping that you're being very well compensated and I'm hoping that, um, that there is, um, nourishment and ease for you right around the corner. Um, I believe 100% yes, it's okay. If you get insights, invitations from the deck to kind of be like, thanks so much. And because I think the tarot understands that. I I think like it's, first of all, the tarot isn't like sentient, but it is something that comes alive when there's sort of a triangulation between it and us and spirit, I think. Um, I would say most people (laughs) feel that way. Um, I think that we don't always have to like apply and do I wonder if some of these invitations that have been coming up for you have actually been implemented, maybe in ways that are very subtle or subconscious. I wonder if some of them are already happening. That can be tricky sometimes to back up enough to be like, oh, I don't know about this or that or whatever, but it could be that inside of this extraordinarily busy, demanding season of your life, that the seeds have been planted. And it could be by the time your work with this job has shifted, my, my sense is that it's not a permanent position, this very demanding job. Um, although if it is, let me know and I'll correct or amend this, but, um, my sense is like, this is the job you're in for now, not for always. And so if you, um, I I find when I'm in a very, very busy season of life and I'm pulling on things that it's like, whoa, like this is coming up and that's coming up. Sometimes there kind of is space to implement all of it. Most of the time the seeds get planted. And when we actually have the time, then they start sprouting up so we can harvest them, work with them, engage with them. I don't think you're missing anything to to put it more directly. I think that probably whatever you're receiving during this time will make its way back to you when you actually have the time on your plate to be with it. If anything, and this might be completely wrong, but I got the the picture in my mind of almost like 
those really beautiful tarot pulls that you've been getting from friends or, you know, from your own practice, um, as sort of like a lantern, like off in the distance, it's like, yes, once you're out of this particular season of very high demand, um, we'll be waiting for you. So I don't think you need to worry about that at all. I really, I mean, I'm not telling you your business or what to feel or think, but I, I do think they're going to be waiting for you. Um, and I love that you want to implement these things that you're learning about yourself. And it could be after your job ends and after you give yourself, I hope sufficient enough time to like reground your body and kind of nourish and refill your own cup that there is maybe a perspective like, whoa, I was doing more of that work than I thought. Or now that I'm out of that, I can harness this. That's such a beautiful part about the tarot kind of being more spiralic is that we can pull things. And once we're out of a particular season, all of a sudden we can pick right up on what we were doing. Um, now 10 of pentacles coming up. Um, 10 of pentacles is so interesting. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those cards, like the sun almost, that makes sense. And yet the lived experience does feel more um, kind of broad, maybe, than what it originally might seem like it's it's uh, bringing forward. I encourage you to dive deeper with Ten of Pentacles because I think maybe it has a message that's really specific to you. But something I really like to think about with it is something I like to think about in different ways for every 10 that has to do with harvesting something or a cycle that's come into a certain state of completion. And with the 10 of pentacles, I often find that it has to do with working toward a particular goal, meeting certain aspects of that goal, and kind of moving back and looking at the whole picture and being like, okay, okay this is what I've grown. This is how it feels. How might I want to continue? How might I want to change? How might I want to correct? How might I want to make amends? How might I want to improve upon? It's kind of, um, I'll, I'll provide, um, an example from my own life that hopefully is useful to you. Um, which is that, you know, I've been making classes and courses for, since, um, uh, I think 2017 is when I made my first course. Um, and in the last year, well, since 2022, um, I've retired a lot of my offerings and have changed a little bit, some existing ones. And I'm, uh, currently, um, building out all these new ones for like total, total tarot beginners. And how 10 of pentacles applies is that, um, I actually had a meeting with a web designer who we were chatting around some very light changes that I wanted to do with the flow to my site. And this web designer, which was great, had no idea who I was or what I did. And she looked at the site and she was kind of like, you have like a lot of stuff about like the tarot being for trauma or for love or like specialty classes, but I'm not seeing anything like, I don't know anything about the tarot and I wouldn't have no idea how to start. 
And her, her honesty was so refreshing. And sometimes folks offer me honest opinions like that. And there've been times where I've been like, that's not what I'm feeling called to do. That has been something I've felt called to do is adding, adding like a step one before folks get to like a course, which I would consider more like a step B or step C. So that was a 10 of pentacles moment for me was kind of, and it was a bunch of different things. It was being like, oh, wow, I've made all of this stuff. I have this massive garden and there's overgrowth here that I don't know that I want to continue to center. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't think I'm drawn to it's taking up a lot of space in my garden and over here where there might be room to tend to that a little bit more it's a little bit under watered or under uh you know attended to or whatever it is so ten of pentacles really just has to do with like you're at the ultimate apex of something and you get to step back you get to move back and look at the fullness of your garden and say like okay there's a lot here so it's a it's a beautiful moment where we get to move back and we get to celebrate our accomplishments, celebrate what we've grown. Now that there's so much to play with, we can actually get a lot clearer at noticing what might be missing. Notice what might be like, okay, this like took my attention for the last like five years, the last year, but this part of my life has been a little bit more neglected. Can there be more balance here? Whatever it is. So it's a really important time for review that I think is important and necessary. And you had um, mentioned that you're joined by the nine of cups. I like to think of the nine of cups as sort of this, it's a very courageous card and it has to do with kind of daring to wish for things to be different than they are. You know, it, it usually means it's it's another really strong gestation card and usually means we're sort of keeping an egg warm or incubating something and it might feel incredibly vulnerable to share about it, to talk about it, to wish for it, to hope for it. Um, so we might feel called to keep it very close to our like feathered chest and that's okay, you know? So I would consider those ways, those treatments of these cards, just kind of notice if that applies to you, if it resonates, and if not, what might, you know? Thank you so much for being here with me, Wild Souls. This has been an honor as always. I hope all of this resonated with you. And again, if it didn't or it doesn't, feel free to toss out what doesn't work. Keep exploring, keep diving into what does make sense for you. Um, have an absolutely beautiful Samhain, Beltane, Day of the Dead, Halloween. And until we connect again, it won't be for another week. So this came out Monday. There won't be an episode this Friday. There'll be another episode basically in almost two weeks, in a little under two weeks. So not this Friday, but next Friday. So um, yeah, until we meet again, please take exquisite care of yourselves. <laughs>